0: Good morning. morning. Greetings from Wisconsin Lutheran College in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm glad to be here today. Uh, My colleague, the Reverend Dr. Michael Berg, was out here last month. And I would like to say, like Jesus did at the wedding at Cana, that we saved the good wine for last. But that's probably (laughs) not the case, so you get me uh, today. Um, but it's my pleasure to be here with you as we celebrate this word, this this truth, um, that we are in Christ. In a world that's full of trying to do and become, that we are in Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Some time ago, there was a rather spectac- spectacular celebration of Reformation Day at the Augustiner Kloster, the Augustinian Monastery in Erfurt, Germany, where Luther had been a monk. A pastor set himself on fire, and he died. Why did he do it? Well, he said he was doing it to warn about the inroads that Islam was making in Europe. He was a light in the world but not as Jesus intended. The church is full of people, it seems, who, who want to be on fire. People with multiple hearts. I hear all the time, he or she is on fire for this or that. He or she has a heart <coughs> for this or that. When I was in the parish, I used to regularly get mailings about needing to set my youth on fire. And yet I suspect if I would have brought gasoline and matches to youth group, I would have been in trouble. And yet we do want to be light. We want to be light for Christ. We want to shine. We sing it from little on. And so today when Jesus says to us, you are the light, you are light, The old Adam in us, the sinful nature that is very religious but with the wrong religion, seizes on the you as the subject of the verb and gets all excited and wonders, well, what should I do to shine? And thinks, maybe I can put another bumper sticker on my car. Maybe I can change all the babies in my favorite song to Jesus. Maybe I can wear this certain type of clothes. Maybe I can vote for that candidate. Maybe I can go to this church or or that school that will make me extra special light. Maybe I can go play soccer for a week with poor kids in another country. Maybe I can. Maybe I can. Maybe I can. And we wonder and we beg and we plead with the Lord, what can I do to shine? And we forget that the Lord here said, You are. We forget that we are light. I hate to break it to you, but are is not an action verb. Are is a being verb. You are baptized. You are forgiven. You are redeemed. You are light. I suppose at my last funeral I could have said to the man in the casket, you are dead. But that didn't mean that he was going to do anything. It's what he was. Jesus says to us, you are. And so we do well to sit on that for a while before we leap to we do. Before we brainstorm all the things we think we have to do to be light. You are our light light this is our is not potentiality R is not what you become R is reality R is what you are and so when we get to those times when we think that perhaps we kindle the light within us we brighten the light we set the fire we do well to remember that light also exposes right jesus uses light in that way too and so we're here in California, and when you're from Wisconsin, you think of California, you think of all the TV shows, right? They get, they get made out here. I flew into to Burbank, right? And I mean, we've got Laverne and Shirley, but, but you guys have, have some more. And uh, maybe you can think in this instance of the crime shows, the CSIs back in the day. I don't know if they're still on TV anymore. <clears throat> but they would sometimes take a black light to a crime scene, and then they would find a bunch of evidence, right? Light also does that. I remember in college, uh, one of my best friends, he had half a fake tooth. I think he was saving up for the whole tooth eventually, but, but he had half a fake tooth. And so we would take our black light, and yes, we had a black light as well as a disco ball because we were cool. <coughs> we would take our black light and we'd hold it up to his face and the, the fake half of the tooth would shine. God's light not only is what we are, but it also reveals who we are apart from him. And so at those times when we move too quickly from being to doing, especially when we try to put doing before being, as if Jesus had said, become light, we do well to take God's black light, the law, to remember who we are apart from him a walking crime scene, half a tooth. You are light, Jesus says. Notice the verbs here. You are like a city set on a hill. You are like a lamp put on a stand. The text is about you and it's about me only insofar as it is about Jesus. And it was Jesus who said in John... I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Jesus is the light of the world. And you are light then only insofar as you are in Jesus. You are. You are set. You are put. And all this is in Jesus in every way. Many churches, and I see you have one, so this makes it a much easier illustration for me. Many churches have the custom at baptisms of lighting the baptismal candle for the infant being baptized from the Paschal candle that we light at the Easter sunrise service. I spent 10 years in the parish trying to teach my elders to call it the Paschal candle, but even when I left, they would still say, do we light the big candle today? (laughs) So we take the, the little candle and we light it from the big candle, And why do we do that? Because Christ is the light in the life of that child who now is light and has life. Water, and this is the weird thing about how Jesus operates, water then sets that little wretch afire. Luther has a great letter he writes to invite someone to the baptism of his child, and he says, I would like you to come attend the the baptism of my little wretch, this wretched little sinner That we have produced. God sets that little wretch afire with water, with the water of baptism. And then that child is light. It's light before it can speak, it's light before it can change its profile on social media, it's light before it can hold a nook, let alone a job or pick a school. It is light. Because it is in Christ. Being comes before action. God promises through Isaiah, and this is one of my favorite verses of the the Bible. He says, a bruised reed he will not break, and a, a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. I remember growing up in, in Roman Catholicism and being an altar boy, and we would often play with the candles when we got bored, and as they'd run out of oil and <clears throat> kind of run our fingers through them and, and see them flicker right until they, they would go out. That was always the, I don't know, we were bored. That's what we thought was fun. Maybe you've done that. Maybe you've watched a candle, maybe a wax candle, and it, it slowly begins to flicker, and it's still burning, but you think it's, it's not doesn't have long left. God says through Isaiah, Jesus says through Isaiah, a bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not snuff out. You sometimes feel like you're, you're smoldering. You're flickering. There's still light, but it doesn't seem like it's set to last for long. Maybe it's those times you're smoldering when you, you think about those things that you really would not like to have revealed by the divine black light of God's law. Loveless deeds or loose-lipped words or, or lingering thoughts. Well, what do we do at those times? Well, kind of the good old American in us thinks, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. Make yourself into light. But we need the opposite throw water on that fire return to your baptism where you are that's why by the way we begin the service and i think pastor bader did it the right way so congratulations to him he's had a few years to practice sometimes you'll hear a pastor say we begin in the name of or we worship in the name of (coughs) No, we come and we say, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you're baptized. We're baptized. And then what do we do? We confess our sins. We're baptized sinners. But what does God do? He puts his word in the pastor's mouth and he forgives us. And he says to us again, you are And so when that wick is smoldering, throw water on that fire because that first light that was set upon a cross on a hill for all to see that light still burns for you, it is the eternal light and it never goes out. And in him you are, and in him you are set, and in him you are put, all in Jesus the candlelight service that is the Christian life is a, is a messy one. I get to go to a lot of different churches. I've been to a lot of different candlelight services. And I don't know what you do here. I'm not making fun of it if this is what you, what you do. Or maybe I am making fun of it, but <clears throat> in a nice way. But I'm always a little disappointed. Sometimes they have the candlelight service. And have you ever seen you get those little candles with the batteries? And you just press the button and, the, and they light up. And it's all neat. And, and you can light it up or turn it off kind of just as you wish. I like to live dangerously. I like when they just have the wax candles in the back and you see like the three-year-old grab one and you're like, that could go wrong. And the service, it gets a little messy, right? You try to have the wax guard, but the wax is going down the candle and it sometimes gets on the floor. And I remember it was worth it because I love the candlelight service by cleaning the floor after to get the wax bits. And you kind of, you you take the candle and it's lit from the the big candle and you pass it and and sometimes it seems it's about to go out and and you're trying to get it to go from person to person and sometimes one doesn't and their neighbor relights it. That's the Christian life. Sometimes flickering. Sometimes messy. But it's what we are. What we are, sometimes even in spite of ourselves, What we are as an article of faith, so that Paul says to the Colossians, Your life is now hidden with God in Christ. Jesus warned his disciples, For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. That means we're in trouble if we read it as many reads it the Pharisees and the scribes worked really hard to be religious they worked very hard to be righteousness righteous they were the spiritual a-team of their day if you wanted to be holy most people looked at them they wanted to be like them which is why Jesus tells that marvelous parable about the tax collector and the Pharisee who was set up front for everyone to see because he thought he was light, but the light was the tax collector in the back. But if what Jesus says just is what many take it to be, that our righteousness must surpass that of the Pharisees and the scribes and the teachers of the law, then we're in trouble, aren't we? We, we? we fail to keep that law even on the days that we try the hardest. And if you're like me, there's days we don't even try all that hard if we're willing to admit it. But it was those same scribes and Pharisees that Jesus warned again and again that they too needed His righteousness, that though they thought they were healthy, they too were the sick who needed the great physician. So what's up with this? How do I get this righteousness that surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees? This is where in America you would have a a nice commercial pop-up during your YouTube break. Would you like righteousness that surpasses that of the scribes and the Pharisees? (coughs) And our American ears pick up and say, how much do I have to pay? What do I have to do? How many principles are there? But the thing is, it's free. It's free. This isn't an act of righteousness. It's not what you do. It's a passive righteousness. It's who you are. It's not earned. It's given. We don't get it when we start working. We get it when we stop working and listen and hear the word of God and see the light who makes us light. And so Jesus said... Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus came and he kept the whole law. The law that we ourselves could never keep perfectly. The law that could not give salvation because sinners could never qualify in front of it. He came and kept that law so that he could become. So that he could become, as Paul says to the Corinthians, so that he could become sin for us. So that we could be. So that we could be what? So that we could be saints. So that we could be righteous as an accomplished fact. We all want to shine. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to want to be the light of Christ. Just make sure the light you have in mind is actually Christ's light. (laughs) Remember that the torch can only burn with the flame that it receives we are light we are that in Christ through whom we have received light and the righteousness of God it is the Lord who does the setting it is the Lord who does the pudding you don't have to look too hard you don't have to brainstorm too much to find what to do. God will set it there. He will put it there. And you will simply be. Pastor Bader sent me a something he had got from somewhere a possible sermon theme idea that maybe wasn't the greatest, but I decided I was gonna to try to use it and make it good so he can tell me after if I did all right or not, if I passed or failed. You are, you are freely, you are freely light. So be, not to become, but just because you are, by grace, in Christ. Amen. Now may the peace of God that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and your minds through faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.